family right after this. But today, 1 John chapter 2, and we'll begin reading in verse 12. 1 John 2, beginning in verse 12, 13, or 14. We're only going to cover three scriptures here today. As a matter of fact, we will not even finish verse 14. And uh, I was, came ready and prepared, but I had to cut it off. And next time I, I pick up, we'll pick up on verse 14 again, dealing with 1 John. It says there, do you have it? And I've brought my big Bible because this is four translations, and I wanted to read it out of the King James, so... Uh, Reading on the King James. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. And we know that John had a, had a thing about the word beginning. We've already studied that. Uh, if you read First John, he talks about in the beginning. If you read the book of uh, St. John, he says in the beginning was the word. Uh, and then also... Dealing with uh, uh, the Bible in the beginning. So he had this thing about in the beginning. So he says there in verse 13. I write because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men. Because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong. And the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Father, I pray that we may keep our Bibles handy, open, and ready to receive, that you would anoint me and use me to bless your people, but also to feed your flock, that they would grow thereby, become in due season perfect or mature, uh, as some translations say, perfection. I honor you, and I bless you. In Christ's name, and everybody together said, and praise God. You may be seated. Now, so far in our study in 1 John, I think the thing that has stood out probably the most, and there's been a number of things that have stood out the most, okay? But I think when it stood out the most is we have covered two stages. Today we're going to cover the third that John writes about. Matter of fact, that's the title of my sermon. Act your stage. Okay, it's not your age. Age has nothing to do with it. Act your stage. The first two stages we have covered have been, stage number one, relationship. Remember that? Seven and I are related. But that doesn't mean we have stage number two, fellowship. I've learned a lot by studying this stuff. And that's the main key thing that has stood out in my mind, that the minute you're born again, you're in relationship with the Father. When Stephen was born, we were related. Uh, but we didn't have a whole lot of fellowship because I didn't like changing diapers. I didn't know how to talk, baby talk anyways. Goo goo and all that stuff. Uh, he was with his mother a lot. Uh, we're related. The second stage is fellowship. Right? And I've used the illustration of my son and I because we do have good fellowship, you know, but not like we used to in that he used to live with us. Now he's living with Lenny, sitting next to Lenny. Take good care of him, Lenny. Uh, ay, 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 you're both single. Hallelujah. Stay with Lenny, son. He'll teach you a whole lot. You've been single a long time. Uh, stay there, mijo. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, that's fellowship. Okay. Today we're going to learn a third factor. 
to add to relationship and fellowship, and that is stage number three, maturity. Or the King James also calls it perfection. Those of you that are perfect, mature. Now, while we're establishing that, you know, here that we're going to be covering the theme of maturity, let me quickly say that the people that give the church and pastors and church leaders the hardest times are the immature Christians, the first stage Christians that never grow up, especially the ones who, who grow old but don't grow up. Uh, those are the ones that give pastors and churches and, and, and leaders the hardest times. That's why I said the title is not act your age, it's act your stage. There's people that are, that are, that are old, but yet they stay in stage one. They're just related. Uh, maybe even in the church, they're related. I'm their, I'm their dad, spiritual dad, but you know, they're not growing up. We're just related. Uh, they know that I'm their pastor. They know that this is their church, but they never grow up. They grow old. Hallelujah. Those are the oldies but moldies. Hallelujah. Uh, that's what we've covered before the, 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 in the Bible, the, the man with the one talent. And the man with the two talents, the man with the five talents. Remember that? The man with the talent, and we've, we've said this before, but those of you maybe that I know, you need to understand that. In the Bible, it talks about the one talent, two talent, and, and five talent man. Men. The man with the one talent, he ended up with how many talents? One. But that was also taken away from him. Why? Because he didn't evolve. He didn't mature. He didn't go on to perfection. He didn't grow he stayed the same. It's a sad commentary when you stay the same. Uh, you ever seen the guys that come into the home, leave the home, come into the home, leave the home, and they always stay, you know, they, you know, they're saved, they're not saved, they're saved, they're not saved. They're related, they're not related, they're related, not related. They never grow. In the home you should grow. In the church you should grow. Christianity is designed for you to evolve. Huh? I mean, you know, uh, when you're first born, that, that's good, but you've got you to gotta grow. And that's what John is talking about here. See, John understood this. And so, okay, he deals with the issue here in 1 John chapter 2, verses 12, 13, and 14. See, Christianity is much more than just being or becoming a Christian. That's where you start. That's where you're anti-in. You're a Christian. But it's much more than that. That's where Christianity begins, but that's just the start. It should never, ever, you know, end there. I'm a Christian. So What? Uh, what kind of a Christian are you? Act your stage. Christianity is all about what happens after conversion. Uh, see, John was very, uh, very aware of this. And look at verses 12 and 13. Let's read them again. Of 1 John 2. He was very aware of this. He says, I write unto you little children, stage number one. I write unto you fathers, stage number two. And then he says, I run to you little children because you have known the Father. Okay? I run to you young men. He, he, he understood this. These are the three stages. Okay? The child level, the father level, and then the young men stage, the young men level. And it's very important to understand that these three categories that John is talking about have nothing to do with physical age. They have nothing to do with, 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 with gender or sex. Are you with me? Very important to understand that. It has nothing to do with your physical age. A man can be 60 yet six months in the Lord. I've seen individuals get saved. Uh, Clary's dad got saved at an elderly age somewhat. Uh, but yet he, he only lived, you know, three, four, five, six months. That's all he had in the Lord. Now he has eternity. Hallelujah. 
But you can be old, but yet, you know, it has nothing to do with, with your age. You can be a woman and you can be a father. Because you can be in the father stage. Huh? You can be in the mature, because that's what the father means. It's the, it's the mature stage. It's the third level that we're going to be covering and looking at here today. See, these stages also can have nothing to do with what position you have. Because I see people get a title. By the way, the next sermon is going to be on that. We're going to be, we're going to be ending in verse 14 where it talks about young men and the, the second level stage. And sometimes we put pastors in victory, which has happened before, that are really in that level and they really shouldn't be fathers. They go out, there's some out there right now. Don't miss next sermon. Woo-hoo, I'm going to cover all, I'm just going to stay in that one. And that's a discipleship sermon right there. Because we do, we send people, and God just showed me this when I was studying this. We have guys in the second level, but we don't have anybody else in the church, so we send them out. But they're not in the father stage yet. Uh, and again, can I have some, some women here that you're in the father stage. You're, you're, you're mature. Uh, so it has nothing to do with sex or gender or age at all, being in these three levels. Now let's quickly look at the first stage, little children. That's what he says in verse 12, my little children. The Greek word means to be born, or it means born ones, okay? Which is to say, due to their birth, simply by being born, or born again, if you will, they belong in the family. They are in the family. That's what it's talking about here. They're, you know, simply in the family, simply by being born, being birthed, born again. Okay, that's how you get into that first stage, okay? Their family, like it or not. Uh, you ever see some people, God, I wish I had never been born again. At least not in this church. No, I don't ever say that. Uh, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. Uh, but I will be very frank, open and honest with you, Victor. Get some doozies. We get some doozies. God brings us some of the hardest cases this side of the Pecos. You know what I tell myself? Handle it. Handle it. Uh, because some of these other guys, I think some of the other pastors will be like, I've even had pastors say, tell me, go to Victory Outreach. <laughs> when, they, when they get saved, and go to Victory Outreach. I think you'll be lying on Victory Outreach. Because <laughs> uh, we're ready, <laughs> in a sense. Uh, so simply by being birthed, you become part of the family. Okay, they were born into the family. And they're Christians. See, no one can get into a family without ever being born into it. Are you, are you with me? Physically and spiritually as well. My family members are because they were birthed into my, with my mom and my dad. Nobody can get into a family unless they're born, and nobody can get into a spiritual family unless they're born again as well. That's the reason why Nicodemus was told by Jesus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Those of you that are not Christians, you're not born again, get born again today. Welcome to the family. If you're doozy or not, I don't care. Hallelujah. But get saved. I want to see you in heaven. And I want to be a pastor here on earth. Hallelujah. Ah. So get born again. Become a Christian. John says in verse 12, how are they born again? Because their sins have been forgiven. See that in verse 12? My little children, because you are little because your sins have been forgiven. This is the basis or the foundation for being born again into the Christian family. Forgiveness of sins. This makes you a Christian. Ah. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You need forgiveness of sins. That's what we always say. When you got saved, by and large, we led you in the sinner's prayer. We should call it the winner's prayer. Hallelujah. So we're the sinner's prayer. 
you know. Uh, I remember praying for one of my family members on my, on my spouse's side and trying to lead that individual to the Lord. When he got to, I confess, I confess that I'm a sinner. The person goes, and she looked at Josie, and, she, and Josie tells her, you're a sinner. <laughs> Say it. It's hard sometimes. You know, I just drink and smoke and don't do no coke, you know, all that stuff. Ay, ay, ay. Forgiveness of sins. That's what marks a babe in Christ. Are you with me? That's, what, that's the marks. He or she has been birthed through forgiveness of sins. Those of you who are born again Christians, remember how you felt when you, when you knew and that you understood that your sins had been forgiven? Remember that, that day? When you got, I, I talk about when I first came up. I, I came up you know, with my beanie in my back pocket, my sandals, my, my blue socks from, from the prison. You know, I can all, all right, man, come on, God, if that's you. But boom, I got, I got born again. I felt, you know, like Catherine Coleman. <laughs> Something happened, the lights went on. I, I felt light. It was all about light. I shake everybody's hands. God bless you. And all of a sudden, the ch- change happened in me. Uh, that's what it's talking about here. Uh, when you, you have that born again experience. So a lot of you remember that, how you felt brand new. Uh, like a big, giant weight had lifted from your shoulders. You, you felt that, that powerful peace. Oh, happy day. And didn't you feel, oh, happy day. You, you felt like wanting to be in the choir. Uh, when Jesus washed. I mean, you're just like, wow. And nobody could tell you any different. And your, your family, oh, man, what's wrong with you? Nothing. What's right with me? Uh, what's got into you? The Holy Ghost. Uh, what's got into me is what you need to get into you. I'm uh, just like, you ever seen a 51-year-old guy preach that's born again? Ah, uh, and if you would have known me before, man, I just used to like to hang out in the corners and just don't even, I couldn't even see you anyways. I was blind. Ah, uh, but now I've been born again. Now, now, see, babies... They have this, uh, 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 you know, natural way about them. Let's get back to the baby stage. They have this natural way about them of being rude and, and crude and, 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 and egotistical, very emotional, and especially, especially very dependent upon others. You ever had babies? Uh, anybody going to have a baby? Again, born again and again. Uh, you know that Dominic Galindo are a child, right? Everybody knows, so we're just, 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 just checking, just checking. <laughs> Haven't officially announced it yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, you're, you're, Linda, you got to get ready for it again. Here it comes. Dominic, you do. Uh, I mean, you, you got to be ready for these things. They're, they're crude, they're rude, and, you know, egotistical, and, and dependent upon other people, very emotional. <laughs> they cry for everything. That's just the way babies are. And so are Christian babies. That's what John is talking about here. All three of my children once were babies. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen was a baby. He cried and did. And that's not the peace sign. That's not the victory sign. That's the number sign. Ah. Pampers and all that stuff. You know what? And all of them just seem to always lay around. 
all day long. They contribute nothing. Babies contribute nothing. Uh, that's the way they are. They're all rude. They burp whenever they want and they do party whenever, anytime, anywhere, any place, in front of anybody. Uh, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to because that's them. They cry and they do party. Uh, anywhere, anytime. They, they're crude. They burp in front of anybody. They don't care. And they don't even apologize. Uh, and they don't care if you didn't like it. They're babies. They also wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, and they want things. They demand things. Uh, they make sure that you wake up. But parents and grown-ups, uh, when I had, we never say, you know, look how rude and, and uncooperative you are. Man, they're lazy. If that's what a human being is, then I don't want to be one. You hear? We don't say that. We love them. We take care of them. But sometimes when, when people look at Christians, especially the baby ones, they'll, they'll stigmatize. I don't want to be like that. Man, if that's being a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. They're babies, hombre. We, we, when we were dealing with the, 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 the sheriffs and the Cherryland homeowners, also, you, know, they would, you know, we had people, because when babies are born, they're, they're real energetic. And we, you know, we, we get flyers, and, especially Victor Outreach. So our babies, when they're brand new, they, they put flyers everywhere. When I first started, I had one girl put a flyer, a big old poster, on the door of the Hells Angels in Oakland. Pow, 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 pow. I taught her how to put seven big ones. She'd pow, one in the middle. Babies will get you in trouble. Oh. Man, everybody was calling me, Pastor, you're going to go to jail. Oh, yeah, why? You got posters everywhere. It's against the law. Babies don't know that. They, they, don't, they don't read the law. They don't know. Uh, they don't. <laughs> but some people are like, I don't want to be like that. You've got to look at the mature ones, the ones that are growing, the ones that are evolving. Uh, so we, don't, we don't get on the baby's case because we realize that all they need is to be given, you know, the opportunity and given the time. And eventually they're going to grow up. Uh, they're going to grow up. We know that. And the Apostle, Paul, uh, excuse me, the Apostle John, he also knew that as well. This stage is only the beginning. But, my friend, one must begin there, but not stay there. That's the beginning stage, but don't stay there. This stage is the relationship stage, when you're just related. Uh, but you've got to wait for them to grow up. Uh, where they're related to the father because they've been birthed into the family. Then in verse 13, John moves on to another stage, which is really the third stage, but he uses it as number two, the mature stage. Okay, look at verse 13. Uh, and we haven't covered this stage yet. We're going to cover it today. We've covered fellowship. We've covered relationship. Now we're going to cover maturity. I write to you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. This is the second stage that he's talking about. The mature, the fathers. Okay? Here the mark of maturity is knowing. Okay? In an intent and a personal way. Because you have known God the Father. That's the mark. You know God. In a personal, intensive way. Okay? Intimate way. Not by name or relationship only. 
but by and through some close and lasting fellowships, long-lasting fellowship, carried on through long periods of time. Stay with me now. That's how you get to the maturity stage. Fellowship and fellowship and fellowship through a long period of time. That's how you become a father. Uh, you can't become a father just like that. Uh, you ever seen those 16-year-olds, all they want to do is have sex? So what happens? They become fathers. They shouldn't have been a father yet. Wait, like Danny did, like Lenny's doing. Uh, take, take your time. Oh, man. That's why you have a lot of these unwed mothers that, you know, they're 14, 13, whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, they're in the father stage when they shouldn't be. Matter of fact, some of them are babies having babies. Uh, they're still all immature. Uh, uncooperative and all that stuff. See, so, in other words, it's not by name only that you're a Christian, but through fellowship. Rome wasn't built in a day, neither is maturity. It takes time. Uh, you can't be mature all of a sudden. You know, so like sometimes you get the guys in the home, I want to be a pastor in South Africa. I want to be a pastor in Hayward. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh? What denomination, brother? Uh, <laughs> I want to be a pastor, you know. That's a good desire, but hey, wait and grow up. Can't happen over. You can't be a father overnight. See, how did these Christians come to be fathers and into the level of maturity? Well, through being with the Heavenly Father Himself, you pick up and you develop His ways, His attributes. It's a word called resemblance. Uh, you ever hang out with a stepmother and says, Man, you're a lot like your dad. I hope you have. Uh, because, like it or not, he's picked up some of my ways. Uh, he hung around with me for the first 18, 19 years of his life and still does. When you hang around with your father, you're going to pick up his ways. Uh, I mean, I tell my wife now, sometimes I laugh and I go, I said, oh my God, there's my dad. I thought I buried him. There he is. Uh, Larry, maybe the same thing about you. You know, there, oh my, you know. Oh, that's my father. I sound just like my father. Uh, because you pick up his, even his laugh. Uh, I'm I. My dad was always saying that about my mother. I'm I. That's what he called her. I, Josie. Uh, you pick up those ways. Uh, some ways you don't pick up because I don't pick up my clothes. Uh, that I picked up my mom's ways. She picks up everything. So I didn't have to be. So I'm still with my, with my wife. I'm like, you know, could you pick up your plate? I long for the whole good old days when good old moms picked up everything. Um, because I picked up some of her ways. Of not, of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody to pick me up. Again, it's a word called resemblance. You, you acquire their attributes. That's how you become a father. After a long, long while of knowing the father, we become like him. Thus, a father, a father, a real father, a real mature person should be Christ-like. That's a sign of maturity. You're Christ-like. Things don't bother you so much anymore. Uh, uh, you, you, it's, it's, it's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. You're being Christ-like. That is the main mark or the main key characteristic of a, about a father. A person who is in the father stage, he or she is Christ-like. They're like Jesus. And man, Jesus was very, very mature. And so should we when we're in that stage. They have a Christ-like disposition. Uh, attributes of character. Attributes of Christ. I like that word attribute. It's like a tribute. A tribute to your father because you pick up his good things. Attributes. 
Christ-likeness. See, they have long since left behind their immaturity. Did you hear what I said? They have long since left back their immaturity. Those old days. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I acted like a child, but now that I am a man, and he's talking about maturity, the third level, I've put out childish things, childish ways. I've put them off. Ah. Fathers are reliable. Fathers are responsible, dependable. You can, you can count on them. They're going to be there. There's going to be all kinds of things. that are gonna, Fathers get hit with the very same thing young people get hit. But they know how to take them. They know how to deal with them. Like, no, 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 I can't do this. I have to be mature. I, I, I have a family to, to, to raise. I can't do this because I have, to, I have to be responsible. I have to sacrifice. Fathers sacrifice. Yes, they'd like to do things like before, but they can't. You ever see Pastor Sonny hanging around Pastor Sonny? That's, that's his life. But God blesses him tremendously because he gets to do a lot of stuff that God will bless him with later. But Sonny, sometimes he has to be right there. He has to be, you know... You ever heard me preach at the conference? I, I like, ah, Sonny's got to be right there. Sonny and I, he's different, you know, because he's the head of the whole, he's the main father. Uh, I'm just an elder. Uh, you give me the mic and I, I you know, but Sonny's got to be the father. He likes to do some stuff. I, you know, I know, I know, sometimes I look at him when I'm preaching, he goes, man, I'd like to do that, but uh-uh, I have to, got to toe the line. I'm the father. Got to be responsible here. Let Steve do it. Uh, they got to sacrifice sometimes. Uh, the third stage, now is found in verse 13 as well. Young men. Look at this, verse 13. We're moving fast here. I write unto you, who? Young men. And here's the marks and attributes of young men. Because you have overcome the wicked one. Because you have overcome the wicked one. The distinct mark here of a young man is that he or she has overcome the devil. Okay? Satan. The enemy. That is the mark of those who are growing and moving on to maturity. Listen to what I said. That's the mark. They're growing and evolving. They're moving on to maturity. They're not in the father stage yet. They're not mature stage yet. Uh, but they're overcoming. They're fighting some battles and they're winning. Okay? This is the fellowship stage. That's how do they get there? Through fellowship. Through fellowship. Stage number one is through relationship. Stage number two is through fellowship. They're in fellowship with God. In other words, they overcome because why? When the enemy comes in, they don't fight the enemy in his own power. Because they're in fellowship with God, they let God fight the enemy. What have I said before? When the devil comes knocking at your door, don't answer it. Let God get it. Oh God, could you get it? Get a peephole. Find out who it is. It was the devil, don't answer. Don't answer on your own strength. Come on, Dad. He's going to slap you silly. Uh, he's been around 6,000 years and then some. Uh, man, he, 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 he'll have sex on you. But these that are in the young stages, these young men in, in this stage or in this category, they know that the battle is not against flesh and blood. Uh, they wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of powers and, 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 and wickedness and high places. They know where the battle is. Their battle is with the mind, with the attitude, and with temptation. And they know, my friend, that only, the only way to be victorious is through fellowship with God. Paul says in Ephesians 3.10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not your own might. Paul says, be strong in the Lord. Fellowship with him. Be in communication and connection 
with God. Yet, these young men are not yet fully mature. They've still got a ways to go. They're in fellowship, but not in a mature level. There's a difference between spirituality and maturity. That's why, uh, man, it's, it's difficult when, when people get saved and born again. And you come with a secular mind. And what do most people with a secular mind that are single coming to church thinking about? Come on, you don't have to be real mature to think that one. Uh, you can be a baby and think of that one. I run my maple. Hey, maple. Will you go out with me, maple? Uh, they're thinking, that is so tragic. I mentioned it the other day, but it was at the 11 o'clock service. Uh, that man, sometimes when, if you're picking on the guy in the home, and if, if anybody ever looks at you and winks at you, tell me. That is bad and sad. They're headed for destruction and they're going to take you with them. And vice versa. Ladies, if anybody flirts with you, tell my wife. Tell my wife. Really? That is so ignoramus. And that's the biggest Christian cuss word I can come up with. Hallelujah. Uh, that, that, is, that is dumb. That's like you're going to marry somebody still in the womb. Uh, it would be like a lady with a baby walking down the aisle. I'm going to marry my, my baby. Mm. <laughs> you can't marry a baby. But when they're at home, they're not even babies yet. They're not. They're, they're still incubation. You're still right here. You're PG. Hallelujah. Huh? Not until they get out of the home. Then, you know, that's why sometimes we, lately we've had some of the people leave the home and they don't come back. They're not here right now. They haven't been coming. Why? Because they were born and now all of a sudden, whoo, life. Uh, when you're over there, you're sheltered. You're, you know. But no, that's, that's, that's dumb to pick on somebody like that. And that stage. Um, see, there's a difference between spirituality and maturity. Maturity is the ultimate goal. And spirituality is the way you get there. Oh, understand what I just said. Maturity is the ultimate goal of all Christians. But spirituality, stage number two, young men, that's how you get there. Uh, by being spiritual, being in fellowship with God. Maturity is produced with time spent in fellowship with the Lord. This principle holds true physically as well. Uh, if children want to grow up, uh, when they're babies, babies want to grow up, they don't, they don't you know, stretch. Mm. They don't do that. They don't, you know, they don't have to think big or, or think growth. They don't got to pull themselves. It's not how you grow. All you need to do is, is eat good, exercise, sleep, stay healthy. The rest will come. Because growth happens automatically. Ah, you ever see those kids that, hey, I want to be, I want to be uh, six foot two, eyes of blue. Well, six foot two, ain't got nothing to do with you, but eyes of blue now. You go, go, go see your, you can't have eyes of blue now. Uh, but you, you have nothing to do with that. You ever seen the kids that, they just, oh, I want to be like that. Oh, man, I can hardly wait. Just wait. Just wait. All, all the kids want to be ball players. Oh, yeah. Wanna be, just wait. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe be a preacher. Huh? Hallelujah. That's better. Uh, but to just hold on. In due season, it's going to happen. It comes automatically. Again, the same principle applies in the spirit. Okay? The spiritual things. If you want to grow to maturity, all you need to do is give yourself to things that are spiritually healthy. If you're a baby, take care of yourself. Healthy. Feed it. Take care of it. But the same thing in the spirit. Read, study, pray, give. 
Witness, obey, fast. And maturity will occur automatically. It's going to happen. Just do the fundamentals. And if you call someday to be a speaker, if you call to ministry, if you call, then it'll happen automatically. Don't try and conjure up. A lot of people, oh, I want to be a preacher. Well, if you call to be, you'll be one. Oh, I want to be a nursery worker. You ain't got nothing to do with that one. All of you will be nursery workers one way or another. Uh, that's your role, hallelujah. Uh, see, God's goal for each of us is not sainthood, but manhood. Sainthood is stage number one. You become a saint automatically, even if you're not a Catholic. <laughs> even if you are a Catholic, if you're born again. Uh, sainthood, that's not his goal. God's goal is manhood, womanhood, maturity for each and every one of us. Now, before we end by covering verse 14, look at, I want you to look at Romans chapter 12. Okay, I just want to drive home the three stages that we're covering here. Stage number one is the what stage? The baby stage. What do babies eat or drink? Milk. Young men's stage, Jesus is the what of life? The bread. Young men have bread. Adults or, or mature or fathers eat what? Strong meat. Are you with me? If you're, if you're taking notes, write that down. Babies, milk. Young men, bread. And mature people have strong meat. But look at Romans 12, verse 2. And I'm going to be bringing this out some more. In this sense, three stages that I'm talking about when I cover this in a few weeks again. But here we have, and we're going to find the three stages that John is talking about in Romans 12, 2. Do you have it? These are the very same three stages that John is talking about in 1 John 2, 13 and 14. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the ruin of your mind, that you may prove what is the what? Good. Stage number one. Uh, when you're a baby, everything is good. And what? Except that's stage number two. You might li like everything as, as, as a young man, but you got to accept it. You are single. Accept it. You might not like it, young man. I'm your dad. You might not like it. Accept it. I'm your pastor. I wish I had Sonny. I'm your dad. He's your grandfather. Hallelujah. That's good enough. Huh? That's stage number two. And what? Perfect will of God. That's stage number three. Perfect. Maturity. Perfection. Okay? Now, let's get back and let's cover verse 14 and then I'm going to close. Hallelujah. I've got a few minutes here. Of First John. 2.14. Let me read it again. I have written unto you who? Fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. No, excuse me. Let's go back to verse 13. Verse 13. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, but I'm not going to cover that. Okay. Here again, John covers the very same three stages again. It's almost verbatim, isn't it? Verses 12 and 13. Now, what did it mean when a Hebrew or a Jewish person brought out something else again? What did it mean? It's very important. Verily, verily, I said to you. Remember that? Whenever Jesus said verily, verily, meant you better study. So John is a Jew. He's saying it again because what he had to say here is very important. 
mature stage here. I'm going to cover it again just in case you didn't get it the first time. It's an exclamation point. Give diligence. Burn the midnight oil. Now, he repeats this thing, these three stages again. But the word children here, he says children because you know the father. Has to do with the relationship. It has to do with the first stage. John, though, he uses a different Greek word in, when he says children here. It's a word in the Greek that means under instruction. Or it means students. In other words, like babies in a nursery. Stay with me. Who he's talking about. Babies in a nursery. It's a word students. Under instruction. Okay? Such as a nursery. The key, though, in this infant or nursery stage is not to stay there. That's the key. Don't stay in this stage. Nor go back to that stage if you were in stage two. Don't go back to it. But a lot of us try. Remember the days when everything was fed to us. Remember the days, I mean, so many times, especially during my, you know, second stage days. Sometimes even during my mature days now, my father days. I yearn. Guess what I yearn for? And I was back in the home. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I, my friend, you develop great relationships and fellowship. It just, man, I, I loved it when I was in the home. Uh, I mean, I was used to it, being institutionalized in jail and all that. Okay, do this, do that. Okay, friend, no problem, no problem. But sometimes it wasn't coming from here. But then later on, I, I got really sad. And I didn't mind it. I, I, I started understanding stuff. And I really loved the home. Uh, going to the streets and being with friends of mine and yeah, and, and kicking it and, and carrying on eating pancakes that I made. Oh, gosh, you know. But John is saying, don't, you yearn for those days, but don't go back there. It's not right. You have to evolve. You got to grow. By the way, those in the home, take advantage of those days now. Those of us that have been through that, we know what we're talking about. Take advantage. Don't look at it like, man. Look at it like, man. These are your infant stages. These are the stages when there's no substitute. You'll never be able to go back to those. And if you do, oh my God. Uh, you in the home again? <laughs> I want my maple. Uh, but this serves, all this serves is for arrested development. You ever heard that term, arrested development? You just stay arrested in that one stage. Some guys, people just stay babies all their life. But they like it. Feed me, pastor. Feed me. Learn to study on your own. Uh, learn to fast on your own. Did pastor say that we have to fast on this Monday? No, it's in the bulletin. No. No, sometimes I don't fast on Mondays. Uh, either I forget or I, I did it purposely. But if I don't, I have Thursdays set aside for me. is hard to live with. Those of you that are married, has your spouse ever acted like a baby? Yeah, it's, it's vice versa. Uh, yeah. Maybe they didn't pray or she didn't pray or he didn't pray or you didn't pray or your, somebody didn't pray. Uh, something happened and man, who's that? Uh did you say that, pastor? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll be back. 
And then I go into my office, I go to my office, I'm like, God, Jesus, I'm sorry. Because uh, we start acting babyish. We want our own way. Uh, we start acting like if we're back in the second level. Or maybe sometimes in the first level. Uh, we can go that fast real quick. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean I can't buy that dress? <laughs> Your life's going to be a mess if I can't buy that dress. Ah, uh, man, that's bad and that's sad when that happens. Uh, but that, that does happen. John then, he again covers fathers. And I'm going to close with this. He covers fathers in verse 14. Okay? And he's describing fathers the very same way he described fathers in verse 13. He describes it again in verse 14 the very same way. It doesn't add or subtract. You know why? Because the father stage is the mature stage. The mature stage, what's another word that we were using for it? Perfect. How can you add to perfection? You can't. Ah. Dumb people can get dumber and dumbest. But perfect people can't. Perfect and perfect is the more perfecter. No, perfect is perfect. That's it. You cannot add. In other words, they're in this level of maturity. It's a full stage. It, it, they're full grown. They're full. They're complete. That's it. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. As far as, doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes. But they've reached that level. Uh, they're mature now. Uh, of course, they don't bat a thousand or, or they're not 100% right all the time. But people can become perfect in the sense that they have mastered the fundamentals of Christianity. Very important state, statement. They've mastered the fundamentals of Christianity. They've gone on from the basics. They've got it down now. These are the kind of people that you want to play baseball with when they're good. But they got, they've, they've mastered the fundamentals. Or any, any, any kind of you know, event or whatever it is. Even in Christianity. Church. We need those kind of people to grow a church. Uh, we know where everybody plays and what everybody's doing. Everybody's in their post. Mature people. That's the guarantee for growth. Uh, now, yes, we, if I had all the 12 people that we had sent out, this church would be bigger, but I don't. But I got you, babe. No, maybe I should say I got you, Father. I don't want babes all the time. Well, I do want babes, but I need some fathers to get the babes. We need some young men, young women to be there as well. Uh, you ever seen a person when he reaches the age of 21, is he perfect? No, not at all. But now he or she, by and large, they've learned a whole lot, that now, now, okay, he's an adult. And now he's ready to start to live. That's what they say at the age of 21. By and large, you have, you've already reached your bone structure. You've already reached your growth almost. Uh, and the same principle applies in the spirit. You become an adult now. Uh, now you're ready to live when you're 21. But also, hey, when you're an adult, you're also ready to die. Did you hear that song Stephanie sang? Go ye into all the world and preach. You know, and, we, and it says we've been trained. That's what the song says. We've been trained. Manito wrote that song because he's been trained like that. Uh, to go. And if, if we have to lay down our lives, this is, even if we have to lay down our lives, we will. That's, that's a good attitude to have. Uh, the 20, we're, we're having a new group that we're forming here, uh, a coalition of uh, Hayward Collaborative against gangs and drugs. And every time I talk in this thing, I, I, to, I tell the people, we have to have the attitude of, listen, gang members, over my dead body. Just, you know, if, if a baby can't say that, mm, not me, I don't want to die, I'm still, I still want to live, I'm still, I haven't got married yet. 
Uh, but when you're an adult, hey, you know, hey, you've kissed and you've done and done and done that. And, hey, all right, I know what it's about. Let's go. I'm ready to die. Uh, what if somebody say, you're not ready to live until you're ready to die? That's an adult decision. That's an adult attitude. Uh, mature. This 21-year-old pretty much has all his adult features needed to live a productive and responsible life. Uh, to be a giver and to be a contributor. They're not babes and they're not takers. Okay? Fathers or mature individuals, John is saying, have mastered the techniques of the Christian life. That's what fathers have done. They've mastered the techniques of the Christian life. They're doers of the word. What stage are you in? Are you in? That's the title of my sermon. Act your stage. Act your stage. We need individuals that are, are going to get to this third level. And we have some. We probably have some other ones that have a position, but they're, but they're really not mature yet. But they're young men. They're young people. They're still fellowshipping. They're evolving. They're growing. And, and, and listen, don't try and be somebody you're not. Just take your time. You're going to get there. Ah, man. I remember when Larry's son wanted to be like Larry. Now he's bigger than Larry. It just happens. Ah, don't, don't try and be somebody. You're not. Just, just evolve. It's a process of evolution. New word. Ah. It'll happen. But don't, don't kick doors down. Just study. Give yourself to things that are going to be healthy for your Christian life. Like coming to church, studying, reading tapes, praying, fasting, witnessing, giving, being a doer of the word. Uh, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. What stage are you in? Act your stage. So every head is bowed and every eye closed. We've got a few minutes here. First and foremost, I want to pray for those of you as I 